This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning, Fair and 55 at the KVOM studios. Today is Wednesday, the 9th of November, 2022. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. We have a lot to get to, of course, your local election returns for Conway County and Perry County coming up here in just a few moments. Before we get to all of that, let's tell you we're expecting a sunny sky today, a high around 80, partly cloudy tonight, a low 55, sunshine Thursday with a high of 75, Thursday night's low 48 with a slight chance of overnight showers, and then for Friday, Veterans Day, partly sunny and a high of 55. For that opening day of modern gun deer season Saturday, sunny skies and a high of only 48. Outside now, 55 with fair conditions. As we congratulate our employee of the day, it's Jarrett Maxwell at Calvary Baptist Church. Obituaries this morning, Peggy Sue Byers, age 88 of Perry, died on Thursday, November 3rd. Graveside service will be this morning at 10 at Hope Cemetery with Brother John Chapman officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Vera Black Cross died Thursday, November 3rd. Visitation will be Friday, November 11th, 2 to 6 p.m. at Vance Wilson and Jarrett Funeral Directors in the Robert and Barbara Wilson Memorial Chapel. Funeral service will be Saturday, November 12th, 11 a.m. at Mount Carmel Missionary Baptist Church in Plummerville with arrangements by Vance Wilson and Jarrett Funeral Directors of Moralton. Christina Lynn Heatherly, age 43 of Moralton, died on Saturday, November 5th. Private services will be at a later date. Arrangements by Niels Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton. Carl Thomas Long, age 85, of Moralton, died Monday, November 7th. He was an owner-operator of Long's Exxon and a cattle rancher. He is survived by his wife of 65 years, Catherine Martin Long of Moralton, son Keith Long of Saugahatchee, daughter Karen Kordsmeyer of Moralton, one brother, one sister, two grandsons, and three great-grandsons. Graveside service for Carl Thomas Long will be Thursday, November 10th, 2 p.m. at Old Salem Cemetery with Rev. Larry Miller officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. The family will receive friends tonight from 6 until 8 at the funeral home. Robert Leon Thrift, age 70, died on Saturday, November 5th. Visitation will be this morning at 9.30 at Union Baptist Church, formerly Bob Neal and Sons Funeral Home, Bruce Street, Moralton. Services will follow at 10 a.m. Burial will be at Elmwood Cemetery in Moralton by Niels Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton. Francis Mary Weed, age 75, died on Sunday, November 6th. Arrangements will be announced at a later date by Niels Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton. C.W. Dub Williams, age 84, of Moralton, died on Tuesday, November 8th. He was a member of Hattieville Church of Christ, farmed and raised cattle, and was retired from the U.S. Department of Agriculture Veterinary Services after 35 years. Survivors include his children, Terry Williams of Hattieville, Nancy Sullivan of Moralton, Greg Williams of Moralton, and David Williams of Moralton, five grandchildren, and three step-grandchildren. Funeral service for C.W. Dub Williams will be Friday, November 11th, 10 a.m. at the Harris Chapel with Bruce Davenport officiating. The family will receive friends 6 to 8 p.m. Thursday, November 10th, at the Harris Chapel. Burial will be at Old Salem Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. 7.35, it's fair and 55 at the KVOM Studios. On our way to a high of 80 with sunshine today, 
We have election returns coming up next as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 736, fair and 55 at the KVOM studios. A few extremely tight races emerged among the 12 contested local races in Conway County in Tuesday's general election, including one that is deadlocked. The final but unofficial vote totals have Republican Jonathan Trafford and Democrat incumbent Jason Robison tied with 238 votes apiece in the race for Justice of the Peace, District 7. In the race for JP District 10, Republican Leslie Griffiths has a one-vote lead over Democrat incumbent Terry Alvey, 226 to 225. Another race separated by just one vote is the Menifee Alderman Position 3, which has Democrat Terry Benz III with 62 votes, to Republican Rita Davis's 61 votes. Those races could be decided after review and approval of provisional ballots by the Conway County Election Commission. The commission meets Friday, November 18th to certify the election results. In the other local races in Conway County, Republican Dennis Decker was re-elected as county coroner, defeating independent challenger Keith Davis, 3,798 to 2,421. Republican Stephen Davenport won the J.P. District 3 seat over Democrat incumbent Ronnie Campbell, 330 to 216. Republican Brigham Jones unseated Democrat Billy Deaver for J.P. District 6 by a 488 to 275 margin. Democrat incumbent John Trafford held off a challenge from independent Scott Keaton, 326 to 290, to retain his J.P. District 9 seat. Republican Isaac Decker defeated Democrat Diane Barnes, 963 to 874, for the Ward 2 Position 2 seat on the Moralton City Council. Republican Richard DeLuca won the Moralton City Council Ward 3 Position 1 seat by defeating Democrat Linda Everett Williams 1,019 to 822. Democrat incumbent Fred Hill narrowly defeated Republican James Blackwood 920 to 912 for Moralton City Council Ward 4 Position 2. Democrat John Sims defeated Republican Jeffrey Wilson 141 to 130 for Ward 1 Position 2 on the Plummerville City Council and Republican Joshua Young defeated independent candidate Kenneth Hopped, 220-39, to win the position of Apollo mayor. Voters in Conway County were opposed to all four ballot issues, all four of which were rejected by voters statewide. Conway County voters also overwhelmingly supported all Republican candidates in state and federal races, all of which were won by the Republican, including the race for governor, which was won by Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who will become the first female governor of Arkansas. Several county-level positions were contested in Perry County in Tuesday's election, and Republicans came out on top in all of them, according to the unofficial results reported late Tuesday night. Larry Blackman defeated incumbent Toby Davis to become the new county judge. Ricky Don Jones defeated Bill Finley for the position of sheriff. Wes Harris defeated incumbent Bill Green for the county coroner position. Jessica Spinks won the three-person race for county treasurer over Democrat Christina Montgomery and independent candidate Toshini Evans. Travis Bentley won the race for Justice of the Peace District 1 over Charles Nub Camp. Del Payne defeated Carmen Wise for J.P. District 2. 
Benjamin Lee defeated Trinity Grimstead for JP District 8, and Scott Skinkle defeated Jimmy Ray Evans for JP District 9. All results are unofficial until approved by the County Election Commission. Tree City Moralton's annual Fall Arbor Day celebration featured the planting of three oak trees at the Conway County Center for Exceptional Children's Action Services Facility Tuesday. Each year, Tree City volunteers and foresters with the Arkansas Department of Agriculture come together for a special tree planting ceremony. This year's event involved action clients helping plant the trees along with the foresters. The event also featured the reading of an Arbor Day proclamation from Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer. And whereas trees are a renewable resource, giving us paper, wood for homes, fuel for fires, and whereas trees in our city increase property value, enhance the economic vitality of business areas, and beautify our community, and whereas trees, wherever they are planted, are a source of joy and spiritual renewal, and now therefore I, Alan Lipsmeyer, the Mayor of Marlton, and the members of the City Council do hereby proclaim November 8, 2022 as Arbor Day. Arbor Day was first celebrated in Nebraska in 1872. It was proclaimed a legal holiday in that state in 1885 and is now observed throughout the nation and the world as a day set aside for planting. Emily Lawrence of Apollo was crowned Miss UACCM 2022 after competing in the 14th annual UACCM pageant Saturday at the University of Arkansas Community College at Moralton's Fine Arts Auditorium. Emily is the 18-year-old daughter of David and Kathy Lawrence of Apollo. She's in her first semester pursuing an Associate of Science in Liberal Arts. Upon graduating from UACCM, Lawrence plans to pursue a master's degree in psychology and become a school counselor. Lawrence was awarded a $1,000 scholarship from the UACCM Chancellor's Office and a floral bouquet courtesy of Plumber's Flowers and Gifts in Moralton. The first runner-up, Abigail Valdez of Conway, was awarded a $500 scholarship. She's the daughter of Fausto Valdez and Maybelline Hensley and is in her first semester pursuing an Associate of Science and Business degree. Hosted by UACCM's Skills USA chapter, the pageant was open to current UACCM students and girls between the ages of birth and 18 years old. Apart from seven additional categories, those who competed for the title of Miss UACCM were judged on beauty, professionalism, speech presentation, and interview skills. 7.42 as we check markets with Samantha Cassidy of Edward Jones in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, markets finished higher today as investors look to Thursday's CPI inflation release. Not much in the headlines as investors remain focused on monetary policy and inflation. European and Asian shares were stronger while the U.S. dollar strengthened. The price of oil fell as markets priced in lower demand from China as the COVID-19 outbreak grows. Bond yields traded around the flat line, with the 10-year Treasury around 4.2%. The Dow closed at 33,160, up 333 points. NASDAQ closed at 10,616, up 51 points. Volume was heavy as 1 billion shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a closer look at stocks of interest to our Kansans, AT&T was up 21 cents at $18.57. Bank of America was up $0.10 cents at $37.11. Deere & Company was up $5.80 at $404.57. Energy Corporation was down $0.43 cents at $108.05. Under Armour was down $0.20 cents at $7.03. Simmons Bank was down $0.16 cents at $23.62. Regions Financial was up one penny at $22.83. 
Southwestern Energy was down 23 cents at $7.07. Tyson Foods was up 47 cents at $67.73. Walmart was up 34 cents at $142.79. Live Ramp was down 31 cents at at $15.62. Interpublic Group was up 51 cents at $30.37. Nextera Energy was up 98 cents at $78.27. Natural gas was down 71 cents at $6.23. Precious metals were higher. Gold was up $35.70 at $1,716.20. Silver was up 53 cents at $21.44. I am Samantha Cassidy with Edward Jones, Doug Cahill's office, North Moose Street in downtown Moralton. On our community calendar, the Conway County Angel Tree, sponsored by the Adelaide Club of Moralton, will be on display in the lobby of the Moralton Post Office through Friday, November 18th. You may come by weekdays, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. to choose an angel. Monetary donations to the program can also be made in person during this time or mailed to P.O. Box 174 in Moralton, zip 72110. University of Arkansas Division of Agriculture Extension Service is sponsoring a webinar with information on how to detect and prevent the spread of avian influenza Thursday morning at 9. To get the link to register, call the Conway County Extension Service at 501-977-2146. The Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce will hold a ribbon cutting for Pipe Dreams located at 1517 East Harding Street next to North Plaza Cinema in Moralton Thursday morning at 10. Due to illness, the Moralton High School Thespian Troop 3131 will not present its fall play of student-directed one-acts this Thursday Performances are still scheduled for Saturday night at 6 and Sunday afternoon at 2 at H.B. White Auditorium. Tickets are $5 for adults, $3 for students. The Perryville City Council meets Thursday night at 6.30 at the Perryville City Council Meeting Room. Moralton High School is hosting a Veterans Day program honoring all military veterans Friday morning at 9 at H.B. White Auditorium. The guest speaker is Command Chief Brian Rohauer with the 189th Airlift Wing at the Little Rock Air Force Base. The Conway County Peacemakers will also be on hand presenting patriotic quilts to 22 local veterans, and all are invited. The Moralton VFW and Woodman Life will be providing a free sack lunch for all veterans. It'll be Friday, 11 till 2, at the Walk of Flags in front of CHI St. Vincent Moralton Hospital. As always, we appreciate you listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, but we know that it's not always possible to hear it as it airs. That's why we make this content available on KVOM's podcast channel. You can subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts, or just listen on our website, kvom.com, or our free mobile app. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is published weekdays and brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 746, 55 degrees and fair at the KVOM studios. Coming up on Close Up, we visit with Cindy Lucarello with the Conway County Care Center. Eric Tyler's up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender.
KVOM's Newswire of Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. The Marlton Senior Girls basketball team improved to 2-0 on the young season with a 56-35 victory over Harrison on the second night of the Clarksville tip-off classic on Tuesday. The Lady Dogs will play their home opener next Tuesday against Springdale. Marlton's senior boys will play their first game of the season Thursday night against Lisa Academy North. Marlton's seventh grade boys team is in action today. They'll play Valonia at home starting at 4:30. Sacred Hearts Senior Girls improved their record to 5-1 with a 56-29 win over Two Rivers in the Johnson County Westside Classic on Tuesday. Sophomore Ayla Holzman paced the Lady Knights with 15 points, and Senior Emma Dold put in 11. In Senior Boys action, Sacred Heart got 21 points from Senior Avery Pettengill, but Two Rivers got the win 71-64. Junior Mason Dold had 14 points, and Senior Peyton Paladino had 13 for the Knights, who followed 3-4 and four with that loss. Sacred Heart will play host to Southside B Branch on Thursday, and games will broadcast live on KVOM. Senior Maddie Stovall scored 28 points as Wonderview's senior girls improved their record to 5 and 2 with a 68-64 victory over Southside B Branch on the road in non-conference action last night. Senior Abby Baker and Junior Riley Gottsponer each scored 11, and Junior Layla Terry put in 10 for the Lady Daredevils. Wonderview's senior boys won 49-42 behind 29 points from senior Sam Reynolds to prove their record to 4-3. Southside won the junior boys game 54-21. Wonderview's senior teams will start playing the Clinton tournament on Saturday. The high school football playoffs get started this week. The Marlton Devil Dogs play Little Rock Parkview at War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock. Devil Dogs and Patriots matched up in the first round of the playoffs in 2018 in a game at Marlton won 28-26 at Devil Dogs Stadium. Last time the Devil Dogs played a game at War Memorial Stadium was the 2013 state championship win over Batesville. Kickoff Friday night is scheduled for 7 p.m. and all tickets must be purchased online through the GoFan app. Cash tickets will not be sold at the gate during the playoffs. If you can't make it, we'll bring you all the action live on KVOM FM 101.7 online at KVOM.com and on the KVOM app, as well as a video live stream on the Marlton High School Dog Tracks YouTube channel. Perryville and Bigelow are also both in the playoffs. The Mustangs will play at Osceola. The Panthers will play at home against Earl. University of the Ozarks women's basketball team opened its season with an 83-79 win over Hendricks College on Tuesday. Sacred Hearts McKenzie Grayson had 12 points, 2 rebounds, and 2 assists in that game for the Lady Eagles. The Hendricks College men's team lost its season opener 81-67 to Austin College last night. One of you's Caleb Squires had eight points, four assists, and two steals in his collegiate debut for the Warriors. Look at weather now on this Wednesday. Our low temperature this morning, 54 degrees. High yesterday was 78. A year ago today, the low was 43. The high was 72. No rain the last 24 hours at KVOM. Total for the year, 41.59 inches. Our sunset this evening is at 510, sunrise tomorrow morning at 640. And forecast calls for mostly sunny skies today with an afternoon high near 80 degrees. Then partly cloudy tonight with a low around 55. Sunny day tomorrow, high near 75. Then we'll have a major cool down heading into the weekend. Mid-50s only for the high on Friday Dropping below freezing for overnight lows starting Friday night. And then only in the 40s, it looks like, upper 40s for the high on Saturday. And we'll stay in low 50s, right around 50 for the high most of uh, through most of next week, it looks like. And those cold overnight lows as well. Right now, though, we've got fair skies, 57 degrees in Marlton, 752 on KVOM. Newswatch continues in just a moment. 
Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Moralton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Now, Arkansas news from KATV Channel 7. There were four statewide constitutional amendments on the ballot this year. Three are referred by the General Assembly, while the fourth one is proposed by a petition of the people. The first of the three referred by the General Assembly is Issue 1. It would expand the authority to call the Arkansas legislature into a special session by two other means, in addition to the governor's ability to do so. This means state legislators could call themselves into special session and set the agenda for those sessions. Arkansas voters rejected issue one with 61% of Arkansans voting against the measure. 39% voted for it. And now to issue four, a source of great contention this election season. Issue four will legalize the recreational use and possession of marijuana in Arkansas for those 21 and older. Well, issue four fails to pass here in the natural state. The proposal failed six years after Arkansas voters made the state the first in the Bible Belt to legalize medical marijuana. 56% of the votes were against the uses of recreational marijuana, while 44% were in favor of the issue. Let's take a look at election results from Congress. In District 1, it was between Republican Rick Crawford and Democrat Monte Hodges. Numbers show Rick Crawford won with 80% of the vote. Hodges had 19%. Third District Congressman Steve Womack has won a seventh term in the House, defeating Lauren Mallet Hayes, a speech pathologist at Washington Regional Medical Center. Womack winning almost 60% of the vote. And in District 4, Bruce Westerman defeats Democrat John White. Westerman had 60% of the vote and White had 26. In District 2, it's Republican French Hill and Democrat Contessa Hathaway. Representative French Hill has been re-elected with a 60% majority vote. In other news now, Little Rock police make an arrest in Little Rock's 73rd homicide of 2022. Around 5.30 Monday evening, officers were called to 33rd and MLK, where they found one man dead. Since then, police have arrested 47-year-old Michael Brown and 46-year-old Shannon Fells on charges of first-degree murder. For more news and weather, download our free KATV News and Weather apps. From the Channel 7 Newsroom, I'm Gene A. Francine. Welcome home to hometown banking, Patty Jean State Bank. Loans done quickly and with personal service. That's what we offer at Petty Jean State Bank. Hi, I'm Susan Gunderman, Executive Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank. We are Conway County's only locally owned community bank with four hometown lenders here to serve your needs. We will meet with you in person and help you find a personalized loan that will meet your budget. Come see us for consumer and commercial lending with a hometown touch. We promise you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. It is 7.56 now on KVON. We're going on a close-up interview this morning by Cindy Lucarello with Conway County Care Center. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Eric, and good morning, Conway County. All right, it is good to have you in with us. So we catch up with you once a month, and of course we're still in the midst of harvest of Hope food drive for the care center. I know since we talked to you last, you did have the uh, the big field of truck 
day. So I want to kind of tell us how that went. It was a beautiful day, for sure. And we did okay. Everybody kind of turned out, and it was not as great as it has been in past years, but that's okay. Every little bit helps. But, yeah, we had a pretty good turnout. We collected about 1,300 items that day. Okay. Well, that's a good day. And uh, how is the uh, collecting for Harvest of Hope going overall? I know it's still, you, you are still collecting, aren't you? Yes. We'll collect through the end of this month, and actually we'll collect anytime anyone anybody wants to bring anything. Um, we're... We're a little shy of what we usually are, but so far we've collected about 6,500 items, but we still have the schools to pick up and some of the other places. Okay. Yeah, I guess a lot of the characters and stuff still haven't turned They in, have so. not, yeah. Okay, so hopefully they'll all come in and get a lot, and obviously the uh, public individuals can come in anytime. Oh, yes. Items, so. Anybody can bring stuff in Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 9 to 2 and drop off. And like I said, every every little can, every little thing helps. All right. So there at the thrift store in downtown Marlton, you said you got about 6,500 uh, items collected thus far. Is a little little bit behind the pace. What what, what does it typically bring in the, the Harvest of Hope? Uh, usually totals and whatnot, we try and hit about 15,000. Okay. Yeah. So we're not even quite halfway there yet. But still still some time, and hopefully uh, hopefully. Uh, We'll catch up on those uh, those numbers before we're done. And uh, of course, uh, mentioned the uh, the thrift store, uh, which is uh, obviously still still running and got a big sale coming up there. Yes, on Friday we are going to have all our women's shirts will just be a dollar a piece, and all our pants, slacks, leggings, jeggings, etc. will be fifty cents a piece. So come see us from nine to two. And we can get you hooked up, get ready for the cold, cold weather. Yes, it is coming, and uh, we do have the full supply of the, the winter clothing in there. Yes, right we now. have. Yep. yep, we sure do. We have all our coats and jackets, and I'm guessing we're going to be getting our gloves and hats out here soon, too. And it's looking like with that forecast, yes, it's going to turn cold on us here mm. uh, this weekend, it looks like. All right, well, Cindy, anything else for us this morning? No, we just we really do appreciate everybody helping out for the Harvest of Hope. It helps fill our pantry shelves, and it just extends our food so much more. So, yes, we are very thankful. Thankful to all the volunteers that helped on um, the Fill the Truck Day. Uh, Sacred Hearts Youth Group, and, of course, Leanne Haynes. She is instrumental in, in helping us out in this because it's this is kind of her baby. Sure. And so we're, we're just very, very thankful. And being the month of November, we are very, very thankful. Absolutely, absolutely. We keep those uh, keep those donations coming in there to the care center. Cindy, Cindy Lucrello with the Conway County Care Center. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you. It is eight o'clock now on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.